So whatever path you're on, whether it's the war path or whether it's the reconciliation path, it ultimately ends in the same place. And so it's just more about how do you want to experience this life? Does it feel good to your central nervous system to stay in a perpetual aid of a state of anger and anxiety in your body? And does it feel good to continually always have to look for the bad guy, what they're doing, what they're saying? And do you believe you're actually creating something that is making a difference when your creative psychic focus is totally tuned into lack? Just some, just some questions to think about. And by the way, neither is wrong. It just depends on how you want to live. And this is the thing that is so important to understand is that you have a creative will. Welcome to the Abundance Matrix Underground Podcast. My name is Amanda, and I've worked as a mentor, teacher, and content creator for empaths, intuitives, and entrepreneurs for close to 10 years. With over 2 million views on YouTube, I've spent the last five years specifically teaching empaths how to stop sacrificing their authentic creative desires, include themselves in the equation, and thrive. I believe empaths are the center of creative expression on this planet, and my purpose with this podcast is to spark your psychic desires and connect you to a deeper understanding of your human tech and its pivotal role in creating heaven on earth. We are all psychic, and as we heal our psychic intimacy with ourselves, we heal it with each other and enter into a new golden age, a renaissance. When empaths become sovereign in their creative power, we break the psychic bonds of mimic that have been on this planet for thousands of years and anchor in the infinite potential of humanity's creative urge. I call this the Underground Podcast because I believe this conversation thrives when it's shared by word of mouth. I don't rely on fancy marketing techniques or ads. Instead, I want this podcast to grow organically through people like you sharing it with the people you believe it would resonate with. Because of people like you, my podcast was in the top 10 most followed and most globally shared in 2022. So thank you so much for my first year. I feel so grateful for all of you guys. I know that together we can grow deeper into our human tech, break out of mimic and take back our sovereignty as creators. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Let's jump in. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Abundance Matrix Underground podcast. Today is my first episode of season two, which I wanted to release after the spring equinox, which to me is truly the beginning of the new year. And I feel excited about everything that I'm going to be sharing with you in this season, all the conversations that I will be sharing with you, very much my deeper intentions that I had when I began this podcast are finally coming into fruition this season. Last year, um, this podcast has been out for a little over a year, and I am so grateful for all of you that have been listening and sharing it. Because I honestly had no idea how it was doing at all because I have somebody else who uploads it and does like all the back end work for me right now. So I don't have, I don't even know how to look at the stats right now. And I, I haven't even wanted to because there's something really powerful about just putting something out there and then not, not paying such close attention to it. And that's really what I, when I started my YouTube channel, exactly how I did it. I wasn't, 
doing it to reach a ton of people. I wasn't doing it. I didn't start it to build a business or anything. I just wanted to put these conversations out there and see who resonated. And eventually one day I was like, wow, I can't believe, you know, how many people are here? How many people are resonating? How many people are watching? How many people are commenting? And I've been talking about, if you've listened to the last couple episodes of this podcast, you will know that I've been talking a lot about the 2020 portal. I call it the 2020 portal, but really the time period between 2020 and the end of um, basically before the spring equinox. So like right now, pretty much this whole time period that we've had leading up to the spring equinox has been a powerful, obviously incredibly globally shifting time on this planet. But if you are an empath, which I'm assuming you are because you listen to this, and if you are psychically sensitive, and especially, especially, especially if you are online in any way, if you uh, teach, if you're, if you're an influencer on any way with your gifts or influencers, so not the word. Well, it is psychic. It is, it is psychic influence. Um, but you guys know what I mean. Those of you who do similar work to me, this 2020 portal was powerfully about strengthening our psychic boundaries. Psychic boundaries are so essential for building the new earth, for building heaven on earth, because we can't have alliances, creative alliances with beliefs in lack and also be in our zone with heaven on earth because heaven on earth is creating from the belief that there's enough, that we are enough and that we're worthy to be here that we're loved, that we're witnessed, that we're, we, we have each other's back. It's an entirely different way of creating than when our core psychic tentacles are rooted in the ideas and creatively collaborating with the ideas of there's not enough, I'm unworthy, um, I have to earn, I have to prove, I have to solve it, I have to fix it, all the things that come from lack. And you guys know that our world and the the collective psychic structure has been really dominated in that model. We've, we've, and that's, that's the powerful signal that sort of hypnotizes most people. And I believe empaths in particular, empaths that do similar work to me, um, in any way, if you're sharing your gift, if you're sharing your craft, if you're using your ability to witness humanity and understand our human tech, which is our empathic gifts to, um, to help even fuel the conversation, to help shift the, the, the collective algorithm, then this 2020 portal was a powerfully triggering time when it comes to our psychic boundaries. And so I wouldn't be surprised if you were triggered in every way imaginable when it comes to your power, your gifts, your craft, your calling. Because when we are in a realm, when we are in a structure, a dominant structure of lack, the dominant collective psychic beliefs are that there's not enough. And so if you're, if you have a tentacle, a psychic tentacle in that, and most of you is resonating at there's enough, eventually that psychic tentacle that is still in lack will get uprooted, does like cut off from its life source because it's, it's, it sort of drains our energy. And the more we strengthen our dominance, the dominant resonant, uh, resonance of our psychic energy to there's enough, we are enough, 
the the more our psychic tentacles start to recoil, all the psychic tentacles that have been in lack. And as we recoil, the lack matrix shifts and it shifts and it shifts and it shifts. And what's happened, I believe, is that the structure, the like infrastructure itself of lack is collapsing because so many people are waking up and revoking permission for lack, choosing just not to believe these negative beliefs, negative thoughts, these negative philosophies about humanity, no longer believing there's something wrong with being human, no longer believing that our creative energy has to be controlled. So many people are waking up. And so the these power structures on the planet that we've given power to through our beliefs, they're changing. They're having to change. They're changing in ways nobody even understands. And it's triggering fear because there's a lot of the collective that strongly believe in that infrastructure because their core beliefs are that there's not enough and that we're not enough and that humans are bad and that we deserve to be punished and that something needs to be sacrificed. People strongly strongly are committed to that belief and committed to that infrastructure. And as I've said so many times, that infrastructure is based on sacrifice, which is why when we have deep fault lines of fear triggered on the planet, we instantly go into that psychic hypervigilance collectively. And we we sort of are looking for who's the bad guy, who's the good guy, who's right, who's wrong, because something has to be sacrificed, because there's not enough for everybody, because there's a threat that makes us all feel unsafe. And this shift, this transmutation that's happening where so many people collectively in the empathic grid, because I've, I've said this so many times, but I believe empaths pretty much hold up the main the infrastructure of lack because we serve it when we believe we're not enough and we believe there's not enough. And we also, as I've said, I know I repeat myself a lot, so, but there's a lot of new people that pop on too. So I, it's important sometimes that I repeat certain things, but nonetheless, there are, when we psychically, when empaths in particular have swallowed at the core level, at the core level, the belief that I must suffer until no one else is suffering. That's the core curse of the human, which I think human and empath are synonymous and this is going to be important moving forward when we start being introduced to things like uh, extraterrestrials or just other dimensional beings, which are going to become way more um, mainstream in the following years. So it's important to understand, I think, the link between humanity and an empath, humanity and empathic gifts humanity. There's something about empathic gifts that are directly, intricately tied to human tech. And it's what makes us unique. And that exact ability, those psychic abilities, empathic abilities are a form of psychic ability. And I, I believe that because our psychic energy collectively amongst empaths, amongst humans, have been in the program, in the belief that we are not enough or we must suffer until no one else is suffering. So we have made ourselves a servant to the principalities of lack, the infrastructures of lack. And we are waking up to that. And we have been for a long time. So a lot of empaths in key places are waking up and deciding I'm no longer serving this grid anymore. 
no, and I no longer want to. And it's, I'm, I'm half living. There's something in me that wants to be expressed that hasn't fully been expressed. And a part of my deep, deep psychic technology, which is connected to my humanity, is so locked into lack and it's in a sort of hypnotism. It has been collectively. Humanity has been in a, in a hypnotic trance, essentially, under the authority of lack because it is our, it has been, has been our core belief. And so we have set up an infrastructure that supports that core belief, which is what we do as creators, which is why we've essentially made ourselves servants to the infrastructure of lack. And when I say infrastructure, I am specifically referring to the psychic infrastructure of it. It all begins at the, at the root of it all. It's psychic. It's a belief. And then that belief has created all the principalities, all the patterning, all the, uh, the ways that we societally keep each other bound by those beliefs. And we use fear, guilt, and shame to do it when it comes to lack. So a big part of what this 2020 portal triggered in all of us is w- our beliefs when where we truly give our authority to and what we believe has authority And so I said in the beginning, I believe that empaths in particular, especially empaths who share their gifts in some way with the world, and I would say even more especially if you have a following online, if if you're online and you have a following, especially those of you who have a big following, the psychic bullying that has happened on that level is unlike anything I have ever felt, ever in my life. And I believe this is ultimately for us because we're learning to strengthen our psychic boundaries because we have to fully, completely, unapologetically break up with the infrastructure of lack. And that means actually revoking permission on a psychic level for these creative relationships to continue, which also means changing our patterns. So this is pattern of thought, pattern of speech, even pattern of pattern of movement and pattern of breath in our bodies because we have to include the body. It has to move out of the body entirely. So we're doing all this really deep work. And especially if you've been online or been public in any way, I know this is true for me, is this 2020 portal made me go further and further and further inward. I had to. And I know that for so many of my clients, for so many people who I just, and I watched it, we all watched it happen globally, is that a lot of people who um, normally, especially people who are highly sensitive or empathic that normally share a lot, went a little more recluse, had to go in the cave. Because these times are not safe psychically at all for people who are already psychically sensitive. They're not, if we stay in as open and as visible as we were when the psychic energy becomes this intense because the the psychic bullying has upped like 10 notches because deep parts of the infrastructure are collapsing. And so just like when we're backed into a corner or when we're in deep fear, that's when we are usually the most dangerous. So there's something that's dying and it's putting up a fight, so to speak, psychically amongst us because so many people are withdrawing their vote from the lack matrix. And this can all happen psychically. It is all happening psychically first. 
which is why the psychic warfare more than anything is where it's been so intense. And we've seen it so directly reflected to us through social media, all the bullying that's been happening online and the censoring and the self-censoring people do when they when they feel this psychic bullying. And in fact, I actually posted a quote from Africa Brooke on my Instagram today. And her, she's amazing, by the way, if you don't follow her, Africa Brooke on Instagram. And I think she's probably on other platforms too. I just follow her on Instagram. But I want to read this quote because I felt like I read it right before I got online. And um, when I mean not got online, got here to, to uh, record. I don't know why that was so hard to pull out of my mouth right before I started recording. And I was like, this is exactly because I already knew the topic I was going to talk about. And I just thought this is perfect. I'm going to share this. So I, I'm sharing this in the context of how bullied we are and what happens. The reason why we get psychically bullied and then it comes through our community bullying us or, you know, other humans bullying us is because we when when the um, fear, guilt and shame starts amping up all of our deepest fears about safety, number one, are we safe? Are other people safe? Comes up. And when we are in a collective state of sacrifice where we believe there's not enough and we have to prove and something has to be sacrificed, well, it's not really safe for anybody because we don't ultimately have each other's back in those scenarios. We have our own, all we can have is our own back. We're trying to avoid being the one that's sacrificed. And then we psychically begin to like please the master. So who is in charge and who do I have to appease to make sure I'm not the one that's sacrificed? And this is why it's been a huge like philosophical, it's a cultural war more than anything. And it's it's all about whose ideology is right and superior because whatever ideology reigns gets to sort of be the dominant bully and get to ultimately choose who else gets to be sacrificed or what other ideas get to be sacrificed. And we all know, I mean, we all know how uh, censoring is really nonsensical. I mean, there's obviously certain contexts where it's important. And I think that we forget in our human tech, we know that that is connected to context and context is re- is directly and intimately connected to our empathic abilities, to our humanity. So to have true uh, censoring, so to speak, that actually benefits us, just like maybe you would, you know, you're not going to explain to your five-year-old certain things that they just can't comprehend at that time. But if they ask questions that are sort of adult questions, you can sort of give it to them in a way they can understand or just being able to read a room and kind of the ability to know not to say certain things and not, you know, I don't know. There's, you guys all know what I'm talking about. There is an, there's something innate within humanity that is connected to our empathic abilities. That's also connected to the ability to read context and to understand things within context when we are in a state of perpetual psychic warfare and it's and the bullying energy comes in so strongly, context is taken out. And that's why it just perpetuates more and more fear. So all these stories and examples get used out of context to support certain agendas. And really, it's just playing on people's fear. So I, I point that out because context is part of human tech. And it's really important. What stood out to me more than anything with Africa Brooks uh, quote is at the very end. She says, think rebellious 
thoughts and in caps, in all caps, I'm going to read you the whole quote. She says, a beautiful way to push back against the unforgiving culture we've created is to say no to accommodating lies. And I would go even further and say to say no to psychic bullying, meaning we don't have to participate at all in that psychic conversation. And I'll get deeper into that later. Say no to policing and editing your speech out of fear. Practice letting the truth roll off your tongue without sacrificing kindness. I love that. A beautiful way to push back is to cultivate personal courage. Never stop asking questions, especially the hard ones. Test and refine your beliefs. And for goodness sake, give yourself permission to think rebellious thoughts. That stood out to me so profoundly because in order to get free from the psychic infrastructure and therefore the creative reality and the creative relationships that we participate in through shadow contracts with lack is to think rebellious thoughts. We have to think differently than we've thought in the past and that's rebellious. And the reason why we keep repeating the past over and over and over and therefore all of our future timelines that are presented to us in terms of the collective are all dystopic and all catastrophic and all end of the world types of scenarios is because a there's a huge power grab right now and the one who gets to say what's right and what's what's wrong and who gets to be in charge is the one who dominates the lack matrix matrix infrastructure and I see it as it doesn't matter what if you take it just politically, because so many people look at this as the 3D political game that's going on. It's so much bigger than that. This is a psychic game. This is in the realms of principalities when it comes to beliefs and which beliefs are going to collectively dominate our reality. And the beliefs that we reinforce over and over through our fear, guilt and shame and our bullying of each other are the beliefs that we're not enough, there's not enough, humanity needs to be punished. It's a strong punishment game, which is why so much of the preoccupation is who gets to be punished. And it's like we're all in a coliseum waiting to see the bad guys thrown into the coliseum to get eaten by the lions. That's how I see it when it comes to like the political game. But I actually see both sides of sides, quote unquote, there's way more than two sides. That's the illusion. That's a complete illusion. But they split us into two sides and it narrows our thinking and there's all the nuance and all the context in between gets taken out because it's either the, it's, it's us or them. You're either with us or you're against us. And it causes us to collectively believe that there's only two options. That is lack. And that's why we sacrifice something essential because remember, I've said over and over that the most fundamental aspect of our humanity and our trinity and our creative tech is in threes. It's not just me or you, it's me and you and the planet. It's not just the present or the past, it's also the future. It's the past, the present, and the future. It's not just my body or my mind or my heart, it's my body, mind, and heart, and all are connected. When we are in a state, a lack infrastructure in our thinking and in our psychic world, our psychic reality, we, we, it can't be both. And it's why you'll see there's this also, the people who are the most invested in the political game and the most invested in taking a side and the most invested in us versus them are also the ones that are the least invested in nuance, the least invested in context, the least invested in exploring the, um, the deeper psychic 
connection that we all have because it it is all about us versus them. That's how the game works. And so often people who hold that grid the strongest will be the most triggered and the most hateful towards anyone who doesn't quote unquote take a side or who has anything nuanced to say or anything that that is contextual or wants to point out that truth is always contextual and we we do not understand the deeper layers of truth and therefore the deeper um complexities of our human psychology if we take context out of the picture and context is always taken out of the picture when it's about choosing a side who's right who's wrong who's good who's bad who deserves to be punished who deserves to be in charge that is the game that's going on that's what's going on here psychically that's what's going on here first and foremost beyond anything else there's a whole political infrastructure that's set up people are way deeply tied to it there's all the things that go along with that but at a psychic level we're talking about it's a war over beliefs and whose beliefs get to be dominant and therefore rule and therefore control the narrative and the beliefs of everybody else which the thing is is people's core beliefs don't go anywhere and the reason why this is so nonsensical is because you literally cannot actually control what somebody believes and the more we try to control what people believe usually the less the le- the less they actually believe it the more the more the control tightens down the more people wake and wake up to the the psychic bullying that's involved in it and I think that it's empaths in particular, especially empaths who most empaths, you're naturally just innately because of who you are, because of how your tech works, you're going to include context and you're going to include nuance and you're going to understand that there's a gray and that in and of itself can feel like it makes you a target Even if you haven't felt targeted at all in the 3D, I guarantee you, you've probably psychically felt targeted during this 2020 portal, probably many times in your life, but it's definitely been triggered in this 2020 portal. And really what I've seen is that all of us, every single human being has a a foot in lack or has had some sort of place in their life where they have fully swallowed and believed the belief in lack, fully swallowed and believed the belief that we're not, we don't have any worth, that there's not enough and that something has to be sacrificed at some point because of that's been the real story on this planet for so long. It's real. It's not like it's not true. It's just that it's only one of the infinite amount of realities that we can experience via our beliefs and beliefs, the core beliefs, like I said earlier, make their way through our system physiologically in our DNA, in how we hold ourselves, in in how we breathe, in how we talk, in how we feel. So there's something really powerful about the dissolution of lack beliefs that are happening because of all the work you've done. And I know I, I have, it seems like everybody I know right now that does similar work to me, that specifically um, using their spiritual gifts. And it seems like there is a huge fracture, a huge triggering, I want to say, of the fracture where we, of that like original wound of feeling like this is not your home, that you're not actually seen or heard or witnessed or or it's impossible to get your deeper needs met that, that are connected to your tech. And the thing is, is all of that 
is not ultimately objectively true because everything you need, including your tribe, including your the psychic ley lines that are already laid for heaven on earth in your physical vessel, the way that it feels, the way that it moves, the patterns of it that is led by your creative urge, your creative expression, and that's amplified through your allowing of your creative expression to come through. That's so uniquely you, which is why it matters that you think rebellious thoughts because otherwise you stay in the hypnotism and therefore continue to create things that mimic the ideas and the stories that go along with there's not enough. And when we strongly believe that, we psychically vote for it, by the way, because we can't be wrong when we're in lack. Because if we're wrong, we're punished and nobody wants to be punished. And that's why nobody looks at their, wants to look at their anything that may be wrong or anything that, that may need correction. And, and even that word is, can be very triggering. So it's, it's like when our ego is obsessed with being right and being good and having this superior philosophy and being the one that does the right thing, you know that there's a deep fear underneath it because the only reason we'd be obsessed with being right is if we weren't allowed to be wrong, if that meant we were going to be punished. And that's the whole belief of the infrastructure of lack. When we are in abundance, when we make a mistake or when there's no surprise that we don't get it, that we don't understand it fully, we came here to learn it. So there's no expectation that we should innately know everything. And when there's more of a freedom to make mistakes, there's also a freedom to learn from the mistakes. And there's not only a freedom to learn from the mistakes, but there's an excitement in being able to see what you learned. Oh, this experience taught me this. And therefore, I can invest that lesson into my life and into the way that I create, which changes my reality. Once we've integrated a lesson, we're immune to that we're essentially immune to that same exact experience. We might learn it in a more nuanced way or on a bigger level, but once you integrate it, you integrate it. You're, you don't even need it anymore. It's, it's like the equivalent of going back to kindergarten. You wouldn't even need to. And that's, I think, the thing that we forgot about growth and progression. And in the lack matrix, it's like, it feels like the collective just believes humanity's dumb as shit and they need to be controlled and coerced and kept in the dark and treated like like we know nothing because we're so dangerous <laughs> that that's what it feels like and i and i want to go back to what i said earlier is that empaths are synonymous with humans usually that mindset that's completely disconnected from context and nuance and co- because context is connected to the human experience and the human story and understanding what it's like to truly be in a human body and experiencing the reality of whatever belief you have in any given moment. And that that is a signature that's important to understand because as the years, as the following years come, I think it's going to be more clear than ever, clearer and clearer and clearer. The humanity what humanity actually is and what it's not. Where humanity is safe and where it's not. Who on this planet is human and who's not. I know that might sound really extreme, but we're going to see that. We are going to see and be, re- and be exposed to so much more. And that's why there's all these little little seeds and little crumbs being fed to us. It's called uh, preparing the market. 
<laughs> what is it? It's called, there's the, I think it's a different word, not preparing the market, but, um, you guys know the word it's, it's pretty famous in marketing, but nonetheless, it's when you get people ready for it, you kind of have to like slowly ease people into certain things. And, and that's psychologically proven that it's, it's actually humans naturally work that way. So there's a lot that's going to be exposed. And I think one of the biggest things that's going to come through for you specifically who I'm talking to is that you are going to see your humanity shine and you are going to see why your humanity is so innately valuable. And you are going to become, it's going to become increasingly obvious how psychologically abusive the collective dominant narrative is to humanity, to our humanity. And it's going to, going to become non sensical in every way to continue participating in it in it and the the truth is you've already stopped participating in it a long time ago but this 2020 portal pretty much with everybody i know and including myself i don't know anyone who is excluded from getting triggered in some way and triggers are gold mines and they're a huge blessing and they are for us if we can if we can get the the lesson if we can get the message and meet the need that needs to be met under the trigger so i believe that one of the collective fault lines that were triggered amongst empaths humans on this planet and especially humans are, who are visibly vocal about anchoring in the new tech of heaven on earth i believe that as I said in the beginning, we were triggered in our deepest psychic vulnerabilities. And when we are vulnerable in the lack matrix, our vulnerabilities are used against us. This is why most empaths felt like they were alone, felt unseen, felt like this wasn't their home for so long. Because the, to fully express your creative potential means being more human than you've ever been before, not less human, not above your humanity, not superior to humanity, more human. And a big part of what the heaven on earth code is, is reconciling with our humanity because we went to war with our humanity and then we sacrificed our humanity. And then that caused us to go on an extinction path. And there are many entities and consciousness, levels of consciousness that are here on this planet right now that are learning from that particular collective wound. And we're all at different, we're all on this planet, not everyone's the same. We are not all on the same level. We are not all learning the same lessons. We are not all integrating the same thing. But we all are getting the opportunity to experience the war with humanity up close and personal and then decide from there what we want to choose. Do we want to go to war with our humanity or do we want to embrace and allow our humanity, allow our humanity, allow our humanity? This is one of the reasons why I have been so um, focused on creative empath. So first of all, I work with creative empaths, but also I'm excited about the number of empaths that are in creative spaces. And it feels like the deeper psychic work that we're doing is completely getting all of those last hairline tentacles out of lack because we have to be in a space and especially creatively creation is vulnerable as it is. And if we are not psychically safe in the spaces that we are creating in, we will not be able to bring forth the full level of our creative potential. 
So we have to be psychically safe. And our first level of defense when it comes to our psychic safety is with our own thoughts. What conversations are you having with yourself? What are you focusing on? What world do you focus on? Do you have a vision of the future? Because many empaths feel sort of a little bit misplaced or don't exactly know what the next step is because this dominant fear paradigm has come in so strongly. It's the psychic bullying and it's that exact bullying that bullies empaths in their deepest tech because again, it's like, don't be vulnerable. You're not safe enough to be vulnerable. So shut down, even though being more vulnerable, AKA being more human is exactly what's needed and exactly the thing that will continue to dissolve the infrastructure of lack. We have to embrace our humanity And the interesting thing about it, part of the anomaly in embracing and allowing our humanity is getting out of judgment and getting out of the punishment game, being obsessed with punishing ourselves. I talked about this in the last podcast, if you haven't listened to it. I talked about getting out of punishment and and not allowing yourself to be obsessed with the game of punishment. Who's bad? Who gets to be punished? Who Who gets to decide the punishment? And for most empaths, we turn that in on ourselves. Most of the time, and everyone obviously externals, externalizes it at well at, at any given point, depending on how we're triggered. But I think in general, empaths tend to implode. And so our punishment of humanity is done on ourselves. And because the lack matrix is ruled by the mind, and remember the mind is not nearly as powerful as is the heart when it comes to the electromagnetic energy around it. So the heart is way more magnetic And it's a way more electric, which is why when you get emotion behind something, it moves faster. But the lack matrix is, is technical. It's technical. It's technically fueled by the belief in lack. And, and because we just innately believe it and innately accept that there's not enough, it gives it so much power. And it's why it's like the mind rules it, but it's actually nonsensical. That's, that's the ironic thing about it. And so when we work with this, this level of transmutation that we're working with right now, we are working not in the logical realm. We are working in the emotional realms. We are working in the deep, I want to even say psychological, emotional and psychological to me are deeply connected. It, it is like the way our emotions, the way our mental state affects us and it's emotionally um, related to us. Like that's the feedback. So we are actually working in the emotional realms, just like the subconscious mind is way more powerful than the conscious mind. And we don't need, this is why I have an issue with the word anti, anti anti-aging, anti-this-ism, anti-that-ism. It's not that, yes, great. Let's not, let's not age. Let's continue to be youthful. Yes. Let's not hate. Let's not do this. But the subconscious mind, which rules the show, it rules our collective programming. It doesn't hear the word anti. It just hears the thing you don't want. Aging, racism, sexism, elitism, all the bullshit. And so we program it over and over and over in our minds and then therefore get closer and closer and closer and closer to the core programming of of that belief. And therefore that belief is amplified more and more and more and more and more within us. And what, what what continues to give us energy is the anger 
about that belief because it feels so uncomfortable in the body to continue reinforcing that belief. And that's why usually when we're against something, our anger runs the show. And we have to have a fresh batch of anger about the things we don't like every single day in order to stay on our anti-path, which is actually a war path. It's no different than the, the energy that's been on this planet for thousands of years. It's why it's so sneaky. It's why it's like you can say all the right words. Just make sure you have the right flags and the right words and the right sayings. And anyone could hide under that bullshit. And that's why people are actually extremely naive when it comes to that. Because they make ideology and words and philosophy the god. That's making the mind the god. Not realizing that it's the all this other human tech that we're throwing out the window that has to do with emotion and the and the biofeedback in our bodies, eventually it's going to implode. So whatever path you're on, whether it's the war path or whether it's the reconciliation path, it ultimately ends in the same place. And so it's just more about how do you want to experience this life? Does it feel good to your central nervous system to stay in a perpetual aid of, a state of anger and anxiety in your body? And does it feel good to continually always have to look for the bad guy, what they're doing, what they're saying? And do you believe you're actually creating something that is making a difference when your creative psychic focus is totally tuned into lack? Just some, just some questions to think about. And by the way, neither is wrong. It just depends on how you want to live. And this is the thing that is so important to understand is that you have a creative will. And you get to choose. You don't have to participate in that. No one's forcing you and ultimately nobody can. We can People can influence and bully you, but ultimately you're the one who gets to decide what you want to focus on and the, the beliefs you want to invest in. So even though we've had so much experience in lack that it feels like the truest thing often, I guarantee you've had experiences of abundance. And I guarantee you there's things that you could focus on that could actually shift Uh, your resonance in such a way that would bring in more of that thing. And the reason why our ego often doesn't want to do that, especially when it, for impasse, when it comes to our core beliefs, like we must suffer until no one else is suffering, because it's also connected to being good. And remember, this is how the lack matrix bullies us. We have to be good so we can be right and be enough and not be sacrificed. And so our ego gets obsessed with being good. And as soon as we're obsessed with being good, we miss out on a lot and in terms of our inner being speaking to us, our intuition, our instincts, because they're not our emotional self, our heart orientation is not focused on right and wrong, good and bad. That's a mental construct. The heart is focused on, on expanding life and it moves towards what it desires and what it wants. That's why life, it, once it starts, once biological life starts, it just rapidly grows. It just boom, 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 boom. The, the cells start dividing over and over and over. And it's, that's why we call it a miracle. The force of it, the spark of life is so great. And all of that's connected to the emotional energy behind the heart, which is the essence of what we are. The mind is meant to provide a structure for the heart to play in. It's not meant to own it or rule it or suppress it. And we all know that, like we know this, especially I know those of you who listen to me, we know this, but the psychic aspect of how deeply infiltrated and influenced we are by lack 
comes up in surprising ways. And the 2020 portal is one of those surprising ways in which you probably saw it, spaces in your life or areas in your life where you're like, wow, I'm still the, the most vulnerable part of my humanity right here. This is where I'm invested in lack. This is where I'm still like repeating lack, reinforcing lack, talking about lack, focusing on lack. It's right here. And in the last podcast, and if you guys are on my YouTube membership, I did a whole live about this and I also recorded a a separate video, but it's all about using the 2020 portal to, and I think I talked about this in the last live, in the last uh, podcast as well, but using the 2020 portal to discover exactly where you are, like what beliefs of in lack are still active in your body, where they're located in your body, and then moving them actually out using visualization, using breath, using affirmations to move them out and actually using movement, you know, actual movement in your body to move the beliefs out. And I, my lit course is all about creating an anomaly for our, ourselves personally, where we, we create a rhythm where we do this every single day. We work on moving these, um, these denser energies out of our physical vessel because it, it's not just change your mind. It's not just change your relationships or just shift out of looking at things you don't like. It's actually in your body where it needs to change. And that's why it's so deeply psychic. And that's why the psychic realms and your physical vessel are so intricately connected. And so I really believe that if you on any way, in any way are using your gifts to connect with people, if you're using your gifts in any sort of monetary way, especially if you make money through using your gifts, I guarantee you this 2020 portal was probably incredibly intense for you in some way, shape or form in terms of your business and your, the way that you show up, the way that you share, what you share, why you share. I know so many people have lost friends over things that I think when all the dust settles, we're going to look back and, and realize how preemptively we acted and how emotionally we were stirred up. And, and again, when the mind's in control, it likes to stir up the emotions for us to take action really quick, by the way, which is one of the tactics of the lack matrix that the more you become familiar with, which is a cult tactic, the the less it'll have effect on you. And that tactic is hurry, hurry, you have to make it now you're running out of time now or never. And that's, that's how we get, that's how sacrifice happens. Cause we get put in a state where we believe we only have two options and we have to sacrifice. It's us against them. It's you're with us or you're against us. There's no nuance. There's no context. There's no subtlety. There's no color in between. It's just black and white. And by the way, hurry, hurry up. There's not enough time. That is a cult tactic. Keep that in mind. It doesn't mean there's not situations in life, which by the way, they're very rare in which you have to make a Sophie's choice sort of thing, but you'll know damn well when it's real. There'll be no question about it being real or not. When it's all psychically in your mind, and especially when it involves what you do with your life and what you do with your creative energy for the future, do not be bullied into making a quick decision. This is also one of the reasons I created the Turtle Magic course, because this course, because slowing way down is essential is essential. And it doesn't mean that there's not times when you're supposed to speed up. Again, context and it's individual because I might need to slow way down. You might need to speed up. You know, like this is why context matters. And you know this. And the thing that has been bullied out of us is our ability to connect with the, with context. And by the way, this is context is directly linked to instincts 
Think of animals like their oh, their instincts are always on because they have to be contextual because they're not living in the past or the future. They're living entirely in the moment. And so they're tuned completely into the now, which determines everything about their future. And that's true for us as well. But our instincts have been suppressed because of mimic. Instincts is something that Rachel Jensen really just the word she she teaches about instincts in um in urge she teaches her about urge and she connects it with instinct and i just it has been so powerful for me to remember that my instincts because in the spiritual world we talk about intuition a lot follow your intuition act on in, intuition but what about acting on instincts and acting on like listening to your, your creative instincts instincts they're connected to the body the reason why empaths, I believe, often don't listen to their instincts is because they're out of their body and their body's always the one that gets sacrificed. So why would you, if if you were in touch with your instincts, your body would be first, not last. And this is connected directly to that bullshit belief that we must suffer until no one else is suffering. And so we won't include ourselves in the equation. We won't take care of ourselves first. And then the deepest psychology of this is that we've attached it in the lack matrix to being good. So it's it, then we get to be the martyr and we self-sacrificed. And, and that in and of itself is an ego that wraps us in, in this like, it, I see us like just, I see it closing down our instincts, really like closing off our, our psychic reach with our instincts. Instincts in the body, instincts and emotion, psychic energy in the body, it's all intricately linked. And that's why when we truly are resonating at a frequency of heaven on earth, our body is engaged. We are lit up. Our instincts are on. We are listening to our own instincts above anything else. And that's what I believe ultimately sparks the renaissance is the impacts who instinctively urge and follow that urge. Regardless of what everybody else is saying, regardless of what the police, the, the like culture police say you should be doing or shouldn't be doing, so much creative energy gets hijacked in times like these because there's this intense psychic bullying that you must be focused on this thing. They're tr- they, the collective, especially with social media, tries to get us all to focus on the same thing at once and it doesn't work. It's never been like that in the, in the history of the entire world. And it's not meant to be like that because there's context. We should be focused locally, first of all, with our body, second of all, with the environment that's directly around us, with our state, then with our country, then with the globe. Like that's how it, that is actually the strongest. That's the way we can be the strongest. If we focus from the outside in, we weaken ourselves. And that's when we get, we are the most vulnerable to hive mind energy, the lack infrastructure. So I wanted to, um, let me just pull up my notes here because I, there's a few things I wanted to make sure that I said. Yes, okay. So because the collective perspective was taken out of context and used as fuel to fear, to, to uh, use as fuel to, to fuel fear and hatred on this planet, the mimic marketing got bigger and more competitive than ever. Because, especially because the, and I'm talking very specifically 3D world, online, if you're social media, so many of us are online now, we're sharing our message online. Literally, the algorithms changed. And what we had before, I mean, they've been changing for a long time, but what we had before, say 10 years ago online when I first started, which was any word you 
you Googled any, any match of a blog or anything that came up that had that word and it would come up. It doesn't even do that anymore. First of all, it's all paid. So there's now an infrastructure at play in social media that causes a really strong illusion about what people care about, what people are interested in, what matters to people. It's an, it's a complete illusion. It's an illusion. And and what I mean, not that it's not real. There are people interested in the things that are being shown. And I don't mean that it's, there's no interest, but what I'm saying is it does not accurately reflect the users who are using the internet. It does not accurately reflect it. That's important to understand as an empath who's online, who gets feedback from reflection. The reflection is not there. It is not there. It, it can be, and it, it can be very specifically there. But what I mean is by like holistically, like the way the internet is set up now, it's not set up to give you an accurate reflection of your work and the people who are interested in it. Number one. Take that, the, keep that in mind. It doesn't mean that it can't be. It doesn't mean there's not a way to work around it. But what I'm saying is the very fact that there's an infrastructure in place and therefore more rules that, and more hoops that we have to jump through, this is one of the things that completely exhausts us, drains our creative life force, is to have to figure out the hoops and jump through them. And so I wanted to offer you this as an anomaly for, for 2023, this new year that we're stepping into, is to take your marketing... Take your entire online business as it, as especially for those of you who were online 10 years and late and before that, who know what it was like when the internet was actually a free resource. I miss those days so much. And I understand, like, I understand all the logic behind all of what's happening. I get the logic behind it, but there's something that is so important that, that we need to get in terms of our human tech, which is what the internet gave us before which is the ability to connect with people all around the world, the ability to tr- have to realize that information is at our fingertips and that we have that we're all connected was a precursor to understand the deeper aspects of our human tech which is our psychic multidimensional internet. I call it that. It's really the psychic grid. And just like the internet, what you're thinking and there's certain words and there's certain fault lines that link you into a certain uh algorithm, I'll call it that. And we have way more control over that than we realize. The more empaths, the more humans that start using the multidimensional internet, in other words, start creating to their psychic instincts, getting their psychic energy unentangled from lack, taking up their psychic permission, pivoting towards their psychic preference. In other words, taking up their creative sovereignty and using their psychic energy to invest in the world they want rather than spend our creative energy in the world we don't want, the more of us that do that, the more active the psychic grid is going to become. Right now, the internet, social media is really powerfully influencing the psychic grid because people are so plugged into online and and so much information comes through to them quickly, quickly, quickly. Things can trigger us really fast. We can go through an emotional roller coaster in the, in the span of 10 minutes, depending on what we're looking at, what we're clicking on, and especially as an empath, how deeply you download the information. So what I'm suggesting as an anomaly for this coming, for this new year, 2023, is to take your business multidimensionally online and learn how to navigate 
all of it via online first. Set up your quote unquote website, your resonance. Think of yourself as a resonance in the psychic grid that I see us as spheres, spheres of light. When you're sovereign, your sphere becomes independent. So your electromagnetic field, your toroidal field is its own psychic signal. And you can move now that you're, so- you're sovereign in your psychic signal. Once you release your psychic tentacles from lack and get out of that infrastructure, you are an independent sovereign signal, psychic signal. And I see it as a toroidal field, especially when we're empowered. I think we have to be in our toroidal field to truly exit lack. And the more at this point, what we're learning to do is drive that vehicle. We can make it brighter. We can expand it. We can, we can pull it in. And, but whatever we do with our energy attracts and repels. And it might take a minute to learn how to use this tech because we, we have have, we've had years and years and years of patterning when it comes to humanity, thousands of years of patterning in using our psychic creative energy in lack. We've, we've been extremely limited in terms of what we believe is possible. So we haven't even given ourselves the opportunity to explore our deeper psychic gifts because we didn't know it was possible. Now that we do know it's possible, thank God for the internet, thank God for quantum physics, thank, thank God for people who, who did the thing that seemed the most obscure to show us that obscure does matter <laughs> and that we can think completely outside the box. The more we anchor into our creative instincts here, the more we solidify a psychic grid that solidifies a sort of algorithm, although it's more just like an intuitive rhythm, an instinctual rhythm. It's not a controlled algorithm, but I'm using that word just for the sake of understanding it. We are the deeper tech. We are the technology. We are an electromagnetic field. We do attract things to us. We do create realities. We are the ultimate tech that the internet was based on. And, but it's the human tech. So weirdly we've sacrificed our humanity and then try to manufacture it in a computer with all, and try to make it perfect. And we all know that it's actually extremely flawed because it's lacking the very essence of what we are. So there's something really powerful here in this anomaly about getting, taking your business multidimensional. And I used to, I, I'll leave it at this. I'm almost at an hour here, but in 2020, where I was really deeply tuned in and like, I couldn't even stop talking about it. And I was so lit up by it, it was the multidimensional internet purchasing astral real estate, like moving your whole business online, which is what spirit was showing me to do because I didn't know how to do the 3d stuff. And I didn't want, I, I just, I didn't, um, I didn't resonate with a lot of the marketing. And every time I tried to do stuff, I was just like, oh, it doesn't feel like me. This feels like mimic. This feels, by the way, there's this huge lie because like I said, online marketing for people who do similar work to, as me, for example, I know many of you do online marketing campaigns. It's just gotten out of control. There's people even who I love that I follow and I rarely open anyone's email because at this point it just seems like my, and I've unfollowed so many people, but I also love a lot of people online who are doing similar work to me. So then you follow them and you like their stuff, but then your email's full. This is me. My email's full with about 20 different people who have some sort of cool thing. And when you look at their email marketing, because everyone's doing the same thing, even though it's unique, this is not a criticism. It's just more how it feels on the user perspective. And it's why, it's why I have this, like, this hesitancy of being a part of it. Not that it's wrong to be a part of it, but I just don't want to be another email in somebody's email box. It's the same bullshit. You know what I mean? Like the same 
formula. It just, it look, it feels so formulaic, even though everyone has their own unique thing to say and unique thing to do. It's almost washed out because all I see is email marketing campaigns and I'm sick to death of them because I'm, because I also have had to take a deep dive into it to see what the hell I even want to do. And I've come out of it realizing, and this is the strangest thing. And then this is where I want to end the podcast is that I don't want to do any of it. And I never have wanted to do any of it. And it doesn't mean I won't. We all market. We all have to market. Marketing's important in its own way, but it's been taken over by mimic. And we're, I believe that creative empaths are allergic to mimic for a reason because we're meant to do something different. Every new marketing technique that has ever come out that has done well did well because it was something different than what everybody else was doing. I feel like it's saturated right now with the same formula. And then people kind of just coming up with new iterations of the same down, the same formula or a one page sales page instead of a three page or I don't know, like these different ways. And yes, we're going like we sell stuff. We have to, we have to include that part in. But what I'm trying to say is if any part of you was, if any part of that, of how you structure your business and how you want to run your business or how it is run, if any part of this 2020 portal showed you where you are controlled in your business or where you don't have power, I suggest doing an anomaly at the very thing that you feel like doesn't give you power or is in your way with, with online marketing or just with being online. Imagine that the multidimensional internet, your psychic grid is a, is a free slate that you can do whatever you can't do in the 3d world there, because this it's in the multidimensional internet where you will psychically attract people. It's the whole, I keep, I kept hearing this before I started recording. If you build it, they will come. If you build it, they will come. If you build it, they will come. A lot of creative people, you're not meant to get involved in the marketing bullshit. You're not a marketer. Most of you, most likely, I know some of you are. <laughs> but a lot of you are not marketers and it, you don't need to worry about that. And, and even if you're, you're not someone who's even thinking about this with business, although I, I think almost everybody is in some way, shape or form, everybody has to make money. Your craft, your creative instincts and your urge are what is valuable. And so all that you need, need to decide is where do I want to invest this? How do I want to invest this? Not how can I get this to people, which is the question that the marketer is asking. The how is none of our business. That's where we've gotten off. The how is not our business. I don't know how I grew my YouTube channel. I don't know how it ended up having over 2 million views on you, like altogether. I mean, I know for some people that's not a lot at all, but for someone who never has really even thought about marketing until recently, I it's because of the resonance I put out. It's because of the psychic signature I put out that called people. And I believe we're all refining our psychic signal and we have to refine it via our own creative urge from our, from our unique creative signature, our soul signature, our, our unique, I say it all the time, but it's like a thumbprint. It's like a fingerprint. When we're resonating at the, not just like, I, just, I I feel like I lack words to explain what I mean when I say resonating because it's when your body is engaged, your whole body, your mind, your body, your heart, the past, present, future, yourself, others, and the planet, you're engaged, your whole self is engaged, it's that independent troidial field. When we are engaged there, our reach is much greater than it could ever be even if we had the best marketing plan in the entire world. 
and the best team in the entire world. Nothing competes with, nothing can outdo your psychic reach in your resonance, like your actual signal. You're in your resonance, in your individual resonance. So that's the thing that has to be honed above all else. And when we need to make money and when we, the, this, we're in fear because of all the psychic bullying going on. And when the internet has been infiltrated and taken over and now there's all these hoops to jump through and money to pay. And it's, it's just not even organic anymore. It feels so controlled and manipulated and and almost like to me, I'm still grateful for it though. Super, super grateful for the internet because we wouldn't be connecting otherwise, but I guess it's, it's through this whole, um, what spirit has been teaching me in this 2020 portal, which is don't focus on what you're against. Although use what you're against, use the data of what you're against. Don't suppress the anger from what you're against because it needs to come out, but don't give your creative energy to what you're against. Give it to what you're for. Use what you're against to clarify what you're for. And for me, I I had one of the biggest triggers that was triggered for me, which you guys have probably heard me say this if you've listened to any of my recordings on the 2020 portal. But for me, one of the biggest triggers was being public. Ironically, it's all about the internet. I already sort of had a glitch with the internet before, but I feel like I I found this zone where I felt safe. I just felt kind of hidden, but I was reaching the people I needed to reach. 2020 portal. I don't know what happened in the algorithms. Anyone who's online knows that they shifted majorly. And, um, some people just got invisible in those shifts. And I was one of them. And I was specifically with YouTube. I've emailed them and asked them like, did something happen? Did I break a rule? They've told me never broken a rule. I've never even had a strike against my channel. It's just the algorithms massively, massively changed. So my point is I've, I had this, and this is what was interesting that was going on. I also had a massive fear triggered about being seen. I all of a sudden felt like it was incredibly unsafe to be seen. So on one hand, psychically, I was asking spirit to cloak me. And on the other hand, I was getting cloaked on YouTube and felt mad about it because it felt like so unjust. <laughs> and I knew it was ironic the whole time. And it so clearly represents this division in me because I realized, okay, I believe there's a part of me now. I didn't believe it in the beginning. I didn't have a YouTube following in the beginning. I didn't have any following in the beginning, but people found me. People heard me. People listened to me and I grew and I made money. And then 2020 comes. I already have a following, quite a big following. I was peaking um, at that time, just like it was just so different. And then it just changed and changed. And I was... I realized like the, the the part of me that all of a sudden believed as soon as it started shifting that I had to have YouTube or else I couldn't do what I wanted to do. And at the same time, I was frustrated with YouTube and kind of just irritated at like at the energy of YouTube, at the energy of Google, at whatever was happening online. And I don't even know. I truly don't know. But I was like, something is up. This feels weird as shit. And it's, it's, on, it's interesting because sovereignty is a big part of what was activated in 2020 for me, even just understanding it by understanding where I wasn't sovereign and understanding what sovereignty was. And, um, one of the last times I was with Rachel Jensen, she and I, the the last time we saw each other, we were talking about, um, what's after sovereignty because we teach sovereignty in gen magic. It's, it's one of the um, spells in gen magic, but she, Rachel was like, I feel like sovereignty is almost oversaturated now. Like everyone's using the word sovereignty, but what's after sovereignty? 
And then she was like, liberation. It just came to her, liberation. And everything in me was like, yes, liberation. Liber- like, there's something between, it, it looks like the arc goes like this. We're enslaved. We, we want our freedom. And freedom and getting freedom involves rebelling against being enslaved. You have to literally rebel against the system. So there's a rebellious sort of energy that has to come from, from getting free from being enslaved. But then once you're free, you're not necessarily sovereign because you can only be sovereign when your true creative urge is the thing leading you. And often when we've been enslaved we and when we get free, then we don't know who our master is and we're trying to figure it out. And oftentimes it can feel like we don't know how to, we haven't been trained to listen to our creative urge and to move instinctively. So we've when I say creative urge, I mean in abundance, that we're safe, that we're whole. So all the beliefs that we have had programmed into us from the time we're very little, that we're not enough, that there's not enough, that we have to sacrifice. And then whatever our personal life played into that and those stories, those are the beliefs we're having to actually transmute. So sovereignty is really that place where we remember that we have a creative will and we get to choose which beliefs we want to invest in. So yes, I've had these core beliefs that there's not enough. Yes, I've believed it strongly. Yes, I've had experiences in it. Yes, it's created patterns in my body. And I know that I can shift that by choosing a new belief. And I know that it takes time to actually have a new belief be the the core program because I have to transmute the patterns of this core belief that I've had. And that takes time because they've memorized in the body. They're automatic at this point. And I think this space of sovereignty just takes time. It's why I bring up turtle magic all the time. And and I think we can often wobble sometimes between freedom and sovereignty because if we start getting bullied when we're as we're getting our sovereignty, then we'll feel fear. And th- we can sort of wobble onto that um sort of believing we have to appease somebody else. And this is why you see that pendulum swing where people will be in one extreme thing and then they re- they finally get free from it and then they swing to another extreme thing and then they they realize that's just extreme as well. And, and also you know it by we're in one extreme thing and then we swing to the side that's against that extreme thing. And then we kind of swing back and then eventually we end up somewhere in the middle. And so I think that's the pendulum swing between freedom and sovereignty. But then the next level, which is what I believe 2023 is anchoring in for a lot of us, the you who've done this work for a long time, you've already made an, you've already established a core sense of abundance in your reality. And you, you, there's been so much work that has been done. So many seeds that have been planted. You've been doing the transformation. You've been doing the transmutation. You've been remodeling your business or your life from the inside out. And now comes the time for liberation, liberation. And liberation is when we realize that we don't have to be at all. We don't even have to at all be in the war. We don't even have to at all participate. And that is an incre- it is an incredibly rebellious time to believe that because it's a ripe time for taking sides. And it's not even about taking a side or not taking a side. It's Liberation is I am free to live out my creative urge. And what everybody, whatever anyone else does within this is their will as well. They are, they, it has nothing to do with me. 
The reason why liberation is such a huge anomaly for an empath is because we have spent most of our lives needing the reflection of others to see ourselves clearly, needing the validation of others to see ourselves clearly, needing that validation of we're right, we're good, we're enough, because our core beliefs have been that we're not right, we're not good, and we're not enough. And that's why we've worked for the master. That's why we've appeased, appeased the master. That's why we serve collectively, we serve the collective. That's why we're psychically hypervigilant. So true liberation is saying, I don't have to be involved in that at all. And then unapologetically create the world you want. We don't even have to be involved in any aspect of what we don't want. And it goes beyond, like, it goes so far beyond being against something because we no longer even talk about the things we don't want because they they start becoming less and less and less and less a part of our reality because isn't that what we want? Don't we want, because we don't like those things, don't we want them not a part of our lives? That's the trick. That's the Chinese finger lock that we get locked into is believing we have to fight for it, believing we have to stay in the war. And it's why the more that psychic, psychically sensitive empaths are triggered into war, because psychically sensitive empaths have a strong reach. And so if, if a psychically sensitive empath is triggered into war, that vibration is very strong and it affects everybody in that grid. Everyone in that vulnerable human grid. So the more creative psychic empaths that fuel the war, the more psychically bullied we're all going to feel. And that psychic bullying shuts down our instincts. And that's why we start feeling so disconnected from our physical vessels. So as usual, I didn't even hit all the points I want to hit. I get, I make all these notes and then I get going and it kind of just goes <laughs> in its own place. Um, but I just really want to emphasize that you're, if you're online in any way to really start using the multidimensional internet and really start allowing yourself to, um, craft your business and craft your, your, um, your, what's the word I even want to say? Like your signal, just, just make your signal your entire focus and allow yourself to not only be sovereign in that, but to be liberated from even needing to do anything. And I think this is, um, and when I say do anything, what I mean is like empaths have this thing where we have to solve or fix or save the world. And I think it seems so rebellious, but just let it go. Letting the world go. Letting everyone who, everyone on this planet will line up to the world that they most believe in. And they will experience the world that they most believe in. And the more of us that unapologetically choose the world we want, the more that becomes a possibility on the planet. Because the more we collectively believe in something, the more of an of a availability it makes itself to us. So, if you if you are in any way like trying to just figure out how to use your gifts in these times and how to navigate and make money and and be sovereign and um and not get so bogged down psychically by the war really allow yourself to invest in the psychic real estate of heaven on earth and allow yourself to take your business online multidimensionally set up your website quote unquote online i i'm going to be teaching about this by the way in my youtube membership so if you're interested in joining i'm live every week on my youtube membership and the multidimensional internet is something i'm going to be diving into more i know i'm going to eventually do a class on this one too um but if you're interested in just this topic i'll be 
lightly wading into it in my um, YouTube membership on the second tier, which is called the craft of the impact. All the information is in the show notes and regardless, I'll still be talking about this. You're going to hear me talking a lot about the multidimensional internet and um, really getting plugged in there. And this is where we can take our craft, the craft of our resonance really seriously. And it really works well with our human tech. It is our human tech. It's how our human tech works. And really, I believe this is how we build heaven on earth. We got to sort of go behind the scenes and we have to build the the infrastructure of it psychically. And we can't do that if we're psychically bogged down with all the BS that's going on in the world. So I think it's a time to be liberated from it all and completely allow yourself psychically to be free. And as always, my King of Wands workshop is a perfect place to stop if you are looking for how to get your psychic energy free from lack. But I love you guys. I hope you're doing well. Please let me know if this resonated with you. And remember, the whole point of this concept is word of, of, of this podcast for me is word of mouth. So please share this with anyone that you think would resonate with this. I really feel like our tribe of, of empaths, our tribe of humanity that are literally psychically building the vision for heaven on earth, it's time for us to mastermind. And I believe we do psychically network when we're sleeping. This is a part of the lit course that I teach. And it's also a part of the multidimensional internet that spirit has shown me, but that their dream time networking is a huge, huge thing. And I think that the more of us that have fun and play with this and get online, multidimensionally, we'll realize that we have way more of a, um, we have way more leverage than we even realize because if we, if we leverage the psychic realms, that that's where all the power is. So that's where I want to encourage us all to work. All right. I love you guys. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you want to dive deeper into your psychic creativity, check out my King of Wands workshop available on Thinkific. This audio course will help you dissolve your shadow contracts with the lack matrix, tap into your deepest psychic preference, learn how to give and revoke psychic permission, and unapologetically pivot your psychic energy out of lack and into abundance. This course is specifically designed to help you free your creative energy from lack. If you're interested in my YouTube content, classes, or any other ways to connect with me, check out the membership options and other links in the show notes. Have a beautiful day.